Hallelujah. Father, we welcome you in this place tonight. Holy Spirit, declaring that uh, you go ahead and reveal to us the Son, the Father. Reveal to us, Holy Spirit, the will of God. I thank you, Holy Spirit, you're leading us and guiding us in this service. And we thank you tonight. We tear down principalities and powers and strongholds in this city. And we come tonight to set up an altar for the King of Israel to dwell in. Tonight, Father, we just, we are expecting tonight. We are expecting, expecting total direction of the Holy Ghost. That your glory will be revealed tonight, Father. That Jesus, you will be lifted. I thank you this is, this service is not wasted time. It is building time. Building time. Yeah, building time. Thank you, Lord. We exalt you. We magnify you. In Jesus' name, we all said amen. Amen, amen. Give the Lord another praise. Amen. Hallelujah. You can be seated tonight. Wow, it's so good to be here. We were not, we were not here last month. We were at uh, Rally, California. How many people went to Rally, California? I think everybody was there. It's a, except you. Were you there? No, you didn't go. Uh, so last month was Rally, California. So we haven't been here since August. And, uh, wow. Didn't God show up at Rally, California? Yeah, I tell you, he showed up. You know, just the way that meeting... Let me just, just the way that meeting um, was and is, this meeting is just as, uh, just as important. Amen. Amen. Uh, ne we're never moved by numbers. We're, we're not moved by how many people are in attendance. We're only moved if God's spirit is there. Could you, I mean, uh, Mar Mar Mariah Carey has concerts and the Holy Spirit doesn't show. And thousands of people show up there. It doesn't mean nothing. If the Holy Spirit shows up, then you, then you can say we had a meeting. Then it was worth having. It was worth showing up. Amen. So, anyways, tonight we welcome you. Tonight it's an honor to have Pastor Juan Baruch in the house. Amen. From Long Beach and his granddaughter. Amen. Uh, it's amazing. Every month God sends us a pastor to be here. Amen. So we, we welcome you, Pastor Juan. Amen. Are you going to take us to dinner afterwards? And amen. Praise the Lord. Absolutely. Praise the Lord. Listen, tonight there's a lot of things uh, I believe the Holy Spirit wants to do and say. I'm going I'm to need your help, definitely. You know, I don't, I don't plan it like this, but I've been kind of noticing a pattern. Uh, we come here, we have Rally LA on a Sunday. And it seems like the following day, we film Rally TV for shows. And then the following week, we're somewhere preaching. But it seems like God's always giving me something, and I started here. 
and then we go to rally TV tomorrow and, and, and do four shows. Then we go on the road and preach what we've been, you know, what we started. Like tonight, I'll share something uh, new, and I'll preach it tomorrow on rally TV, and then we leave to Alabama on Tuesday for a week and preach there. So um, I remember, I, I do remember in August, uh, I, I brought a message called Total Freedom, and we preached it on Rally TV. As a matter of fact, today I watched our own TV show, and I was so helped. I sent it to Nettie. I started sending it to people. Uh, and the reason why is because if God said it to me, I believe it. And if he said it, it will work in total freedom in every area, in every department in our life. Amen. So um, before we get started, we always like to declare the blessing of the Lord over the city. Amen. So I'm just going to kind of go through this, but the Lord did add something to it. I'm excited about it. Are you ready? Uh, tonight, we're going to declare the blessing over Los Angeles, Hollywood, and Israel. He added that to my notes, amen. So now on, we're adding that in there. Uh, even though every night I pray for the peace of Israel, Jerusalem, but we're going to add that in this meeting, amen. Because you know why? Because if we bless Israel, we'll be blessed. Amen. Uh, so I'm, uh, I'm going to ask you to, to repeat this after me tonight, and we're declaring it over Los Angeles. We're declaring it over Hollywood and Israel as well. That God's righteousness reigns. Say that. That God's righteousness. Doesn't that make more sense now? To, you know, tonight we, we stand here in Los Angeles, but it's just about to be morning in Israel. How much more do we need God's righteousness to reign in Israel? Right now, more than ever. The prime minister and the president, they need the direction of the Holy Ghost. I, you know, I've said this many, many of times, as California goes, the world goes. But I tell you the truth, as Israel goes, the world goes. I mean, what they're about to do, and, and, and this is why we need to pray for the prime minister and the president of Israel, that they hear God and they do exactly what God says, because God will back them up. I mean, we don't want them to make a wrong move. We want them to do exactly what God is saying, that God's righteousness reign. Also, we also declare that God's peace be in the city, in the people. Think about that. That God's peace be in the city of Israel or the, or the, the nation of Israel and the city of Jerusalem. That God's peace will be in the city and in the people. I mean, I know... We all watch the news and we see images and, 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 you know, we're declaring the peace over the families who have family that were, you know, killed and murdered and babies and, and kidnapped and, you know, I've been, on purpose I've been watching the news and, and the images and it, it <clears throat> that's why we're declaring that God's peace, man. Right now that God's peace will be in the Israelites. In the Jews, can I hear an amen? amen. And number three, declare, declare that with me, that God's peace be in the city and in the people. That God's peace be in the city and in the people of Los Angeles, 
Hollywood, and Israel. Amen. And now look at this declaration. We've been making this declaration for, for many years here. And look, listen to how this sounds now. That God's kingdom will be set up in the city. Or that God's kingdom will be set up in Israel. Amen. That the kingdom of God. You know, I was talking to Pastor Juan the other day. And, and we, we, we went out on a Saturday. We went out and did some things. And, and I was telling him... I was asking him, what, did God, what is God saying to you as a pastor concerning the times we're in right now, concerning what's going on in Israel? And he told me, and I said, well, this is what I heard. That the Jews right now, that the Israelites, that their spiritual eyes will be open to the Messiah. Because they're still waiting for the Messiah. The Messiah already came, died, and rose again. He's about to return again. They need to get saved. Israel, the people of Israel need to get saved. They need to recognize that Jesus is Lord. I'm not sure if you knew that. I mean, the Israelites are not born again. Most of them are not born again yet. They're still waiting for the Messiah. Thank God the Messiah came over 2,000 years ago. Amen. So we're believing, God, that the kingdom of God will be set up in Hollywood, Los Angeles, and Israel. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Now, we've been reading the scripture for months and years as well, but now look at it. You ready for this? Proverbs 11, 11 says, A city becomes great when the righteous give it their blessing. Or you can say it this way, Israel becomes great when the righteous give it their blessing. We need to bless Israel. And, and I don't want to go this way, but they're, they're saying like 8% of the world are against Israel. That's nothing. You're talking 92% are for Israel. It's just the 8% is making a lot of noise. But tonight we're going to make some noise. Amen. A city or Israel becomes great when the righteous give it their blessing. But a city is brought to ruins by the, by the words of the wicked. Like we've we seen Hamas, you know, uh, their words, their actions, you know, brought some ruins to Israel. That's why we need to, we need to stop that. We need, and we stop it by speaking words of blessing. Say amen. All right. So that was the introduction. There's so much to say. And I believe everybody in this room could preach right now concerning Israel. How many people are praying for the peace of Israel? You better because God will bless you. And let me just say this. I'll finish and I'll move on. God's not losing this war. I'm sure the king of king and the Lord of Lord, the king of Israel, you think he's losing to Hamas? (laughs) No way. There's just no way our God's. You know, he, he's, he, he's won many battles. Amen. He's won battles in my life. I know the mighty warrior. He's alive and well tonight. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right. Okay. Tonight I want to share a message with you. We're not going to get too far, but I need you to help me. I need you to shout. I need you to spit. I need you to jump. I need you to kick. Kick some chairs over. Come and bring money to the altar and throw it. Amen. Just do whatever you can. Amen. I want you to listen to what the Lord's been saying to me. 
I want you to get the thoughts. Lord, give us your thoughts here in Jesus' name. I want you to hear what I've been hearing. Say amen. amen. I asked God the other day a question. I said, Lord, with all that is going on in the world today, what do I preach? I asked a sincere question to the Lord. Lord, with, with everything going on, I mean, there, there seemed like there's fires everywhere. I kind of felt a little bit, I don't want to say overwhelmed, but I said, Lord, what, do, what should I be preaching right now? For instance, we have the 2024 elections upon us. We have war over Israel. Did you know the war that's happening right now in Israel is over Israel, the land? Amen. Number three, wars in the world. Number four, with all the rebellion going on. Number five, today we see love or self like never before than lover, lovers than, of God? Like never before I have seen lovers of self more than lovers of God. And I will say this today, there's more sinners than, than there are Christians today. If these statistics are right, there's 8 billion people in the world and only 2.3 billion are Christians. I mean, we're talking about, you know, uh, five point. 8 billion, 7 billion sinners, more than Christians. Mm. And number six, Lord, with all that's going on in the world, like racism, Lord, what should I be preaching? I almost kind of, I almost kind of stopped in prayer and said, okay, God, man, you know, I've been watching the news. You, you've been having me watch the news on purpose and I want to know what's going on in the world. And I almost felt like almost overwhelmed, like, okay, God, give me a new message. Do I need a new message, God? What should I be preaching? Can you hear me tonight? Say amen. amen. Not that I was confused or I, you know, I'm, I'm in prayer, I'm in the word, but I almost felt like, I need to grab a grip of this thing. And I need to grab a grip of it in my message as a preacher, as a believer. Say amen. amen. Now, I want to read a couple things to you tonight just to help you see some light in some things. Right now, there's 195 nations in the world. Right now, 32 nations are in current war at this present moment. And the wars spread very widely. Some wars last longer than others. They're different in many ways. But each war brings an impact and affects the population of each nation. And each war results in high numbers of casualties and the human people of that nation. Each war affects a nation. 
every war. Right now, there's 32 wars going on in our world. The most common war right now, the most popular war is terrorism. One of the most common type of wars currently taking place is terrorism running rapid. This type of war often involves non-state actors such as extreme groups engage in violence and politic goes. Countries around the world are dealing with extremist groups to bring up their own agenda. And most, the most affected area is the human race. These extremist groups are rising up in countries to set their own agenda up. In order to do that, they're taking lives. I want to say something very quick. Jesus came to give life, but the devil came to steal life. So he's using war. Because war is designed to destroy lives. In order to fight, to have a war, you have to have casualties. Now this is a thought. May I give you a thought? I stand for Israel, but think of over the 2,000 people that died on October, was it 7th? Think of all the people that died. How many were saved? How many people went to hell? If you're not born again, you can't go to heaven. Out of the 2,000 Israelites, Jews, how many were not saved? Think about that for a minute. I guarantee you that the percentage is very high. Now, who wins here? The devil. Because his job is to steal, kill, and destroy. He doesn't care about anything. He only wants to take people to hell. Say amen if you can hear me. So war is designed to kill people that are not born again. So my opening statement was, Lord, what should I be preaching today knowing what's going on in the world today that I'm living in? War. And war, you'll always have casualties. In order for these terrorist groups to arise and to set up their own agenda like Hamas, they kill people. So Satan wants to start wars so he can kill people. People that are not saved. Jesus came and gave his life that every man could be saved and born again. But do you know today there's so many people dying without Jesus? So I'm going to ask you again the question that I asked. Lord, what should I be preaching today? Think about that for a second. The second type of war that we see today is civil war. Civil war has arised around the world 
These wars arise from various factors, including political, economics, social issues. It often, it often involves different fact, factions within a country fighting against each other. That's civil war. When a country, we had a civil war in America before. A civil war is when a country turns on itself. And the reason why it does that, listen to me, because there's people trying to set up laws and, and, and set up a government, and there's other people in the same country trying to set up a government, and they don't agree, so what do they do? They kill each other. I mean, think about the civil war that we had in America. How many soldiers died? And I want to say this really quick. I was going to say it earlier. Look. I stand for America, uh, for the Israel. But the moment Israel goes into action and begins to bomb and boots on the ground, there's going to be a lot of Pakistan citizens that are going to die. Think about it for a second. So many people are going to die once Israel attacks. Do you think those people are saved? No. It's going to happen in Gaza. I, Pastor Juan, I thought about, and I'd be, I'd be honest with you. Uh, I, I mean, just I, I want Israel to arise. I want Israel to attack. I want Israel to, to send the bombs, to send the troops. I want Israel to fight. I want Israel to, to stand up because they're a nation of God. But there's going to be a lot of people dying in Gaza, and they're going to hell because they're not born again. I need you to hear me tonight. I opened up saying, Lord, you see what's going on. I'm seeing what's going on. I'm watching the news, I'm reading the papers, I'm, I'm looking on the internet. I want to be wise, Lord. There's a lot of things going on in the world today. But he began to reveal something to me. Everything that is going on leads up to one thing, to kill people, people without Jesus. Can you, are you say amen if you're following me? I'm trying my best to... to, to, to help you here. And the number three cause of war is drugs. Drug wars are another form of war that can result in significantly violence and unrest. Countries such as Colombia, Mexico are currently experiencing drug wars, which are categorized by violence and organized crime associated with drugs trafficking, and distribution, and they all lead to death, casualties. Here's another war that we're experiencing in this world. It's called the drug war. And the drug war today is expanding so rapidly, but it's designed to do one thing, kill more people who are not born again. Let me ask you a question, just, just, just for fun, fun's sake. Do Christians, some, some, some do, but let's just, you know, 
be you know, frank about it. Should Christians be using drugs? I mean, should, should, should Christians be, be, be buying drugs from drug lords? And, and should we be using drugs? And, you know, should Christians be overdosing because of drugs? No. So it's not for the Christians. So this war that we're experiencing, this drug war, is designed to do one thing. To kill sinners. Who, who are the ones using the drugs? Sinners. And what is it designed to do? Kill them before they get saved. Kill them before they get saved. So, so here I am. I'm seeing all this. I'm in my room. I'm in my office. I have my Bible. I'm praying in the Spirit. Pastor Gordon, I'm thinking, God, all this is going on. What should I be preaching? I'm almost like coming up for air, coming up for water. God, Tell me what I should be preaching in these last days. And I'm seeing all these statistics. And I'm reading all these things. And I'm studying. And I'm putting my face, face before God saying, God, look what's going on in this world. What message? Do I need a new revelation, God? Give me something, God, that will draw attention to you. Then number four... Ethnic, ethnic violence of racism is a form of war. Racism is the fourth leading cause of war. Now listen to this. Let me just, I'm trying to read this, this best I can, but the guy that wrote this, he wrote in a way where, you know, big old words, long words, and Harder pronounced words. I'm doing my best over here. Ethnic violence or racism is a form of war that arises from tension between different ethnic groups within a country. And because of this, it starts war. In heaven, there was a war between Satan and God. In countries today, and I'm going to read some countries to you, there's war in countries because of different ethnic race groups. So they start a war. I'm going to kill you because you're white, and you want to kill me because I'm Mexican, or vice versa. You know, we've seen that with slavery. You know, we see, and we knew that was demonic. It's the same spirit. So we're seeing all these different reasons for war. And for instance, um, in South Sudan, right now, they have a major war going on because in that country, you have different ethnic groups that have come to reside, and now they're fighting for power. So the stronger one is trying to kill the weaker one. All because of, of, a, of a race color. Now, we don't have to go to South Sudan to find, it's right here in California. It's in the church. So, so we got all this war going on. All right. And now by reading all that, I want to I I I go right here. I said, Lord, 
Look, I want to be used in these last days, God. I want to be on the front lines, God. You see all these wars. You see all this, this, this trouble. You see all the rebellion that's going on. You know, uh, the best way I can give it to you, you know, like somebody that fishes and, and, and he's been using a certain a lure or bait. And, but he looks across the lake and he sees all these guys over here and they're catching all this fish. And he kind of gets a little bit uh, hyper and goes, God, what are they using over there? Do I need to switch? I'm not getting that many fish. Do I need a new bait, a new lure? That's how I felt. Ladies and gentlemen, we're in the last days here. And we need to go for the biggest catch. But I, I, I kind of felt like, wow, is there a new revelation that I need, God? Help me step into the new. I kind of like, okay, God, here we are. And after I got quiet, Jesus began to speak to me. Jesus said to me, Rick, stay with my message. Can you hear me? I hope I built up and painted a picture what it was like in my room day after day. Matter of fact, after Rally California, I didn't know this, but um, Rally California was September 30th, and one Saturday later, December, uh, October 7th, is when uh, Hamas strike Israel. So watch this. On purpose, me and my wife went away for a week uh, uh, just to, to, to be reset because I worked on Rally California for three months every day. So I needed to go take a, a week off and just get reset. Well, while I was there, the war broke out. The, the Hamas attacked Israel. That's when it started with me. Like, oh, whoa, 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 what's going on here? I started seeing all these things in the world. I started studying it. You know, there's 32 countries right now in war. And we see everything that's taking place here in America. We see all this rebellion. And I said, Lord, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, God. Uh, am I missing something? And that's why I asked Jesus, what message should I be preaching today? I might need something new. You might have to give me a new revelation, Jesus. I mean, the, uh, you know, I, I, I need to be fresh. Then Jesus said to me, Rick, stay with my message. Preach what I preached. Jesus said, here he is, here's the punchline. Jesus said, Rick, preach the good news. He said, Rick, preach and stay with my message. Preach what I preached. Jesus said, preach the good news. Then I heard this. Jesus said, Rick, put your head down, stay focused, and preach the good news. He said, Rick, 
Put your head down. Don't be moved by what the news is saying. Don't be moved by what the wars. Don't be moved by the rebellion. Don't be moved by uh, 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 the LGBTQ. Don't be moved by, by gangs. Don't be moved by drug lords. Don't be moved what's going on in Colombia or Mexico. Don't be moved by Hamas. Don't be moved. You keep preaching the good news. He said, Rick, put your head down, stay focused, and preach the good news. He said, just because the times are changing, you don't have to change your message. And I'm like, Lord, I expected like this big old revelation that no one has ever heard. And you're telling me to preach something that you preach 2,000 years ago? I said, Jesus, don't you see what's going on? There's men who think they're women, and there's women who think they're men. Lord, don't you see, don't you see people are cutting babies' heads off? Jesus, don't you see what's going on in our own society and colleges and universities? There's war against America. And here we are, Lord, just about to embark on a new election, 2024. And Lord, don't you see what happened four years ago? My son Eric said something the other day. It made me laugh. I mean, listen, uh, we're voting for righteousness. When I go to the polls, I vote for righteousness. You know, I look at all the, I look at the, the platforms and, and, I, and I line them up with the word of God. I vote on the platform. And if, if that candidate has to be on the platform, you know, the leader of that platform, he, he's the one I'm voting for, I guess. But I'm, I'm voting for, for what's on the platform. <laughs> My son Eric said, oh, man, we, here we go again, that Trump thing. <laughs> for the next, next year, this Trump thing, you know. If, he's, you know, if, if, if God's choosing him, I'm going to choose his platform. But the way he said, like, here we go again <laughs> with all the Trump stuff again. You know what I'm talking about. <sighs> with everything that's going on. He said, just stick with what I preach. Preach the good news. So I want to I wanna, I wanna give you some, some revelation of what he said there because it sounds too simple, Pastor Juan. It, it's just, I thought I, there's something, you know, I needed to pierce my ears or he was going to tell me to get a tattoo or, you know, do something, you know. I thought I, thought, I thought I needed something new, Danny. He said, just because the times are cha- changing, you don't have to change the message. Amen. And yesterday while I was in prayer, studying, the Lord reminded me of something. In 2010, Brother Copeland sent me a Bible, and he wrote this on the inside. He said, Rick, a man of faith, just like yourself, does not have to change his faith to fit the times. He changed the times to fit his faith. Can I read it again? Brother Copeland said, Rick, a man of faith, just like yourself, does not have to change his faith to fit the times. We change the times to fit our faith. And that right there really ministered to me. Because so many preachers 
are bending with the pressure of the world. So many churches are now compromising. There's Christians in churches now who are going against Israel. Let me tell you why. They're afraid to hang the Israel flag. Let me ask you a question, man. Let me just ask you a, a raw question. How many of you would put an Israel flag in front of your porch right now and let it fly? Now think about it for a minute. Hamas is here. We've been letting them in now for the last 18 years. And they're growing. They're protesting. They're, they're in the colleges. They're, we're in L.A. They're here. They're pro. You go to New York, they're all over. They're campuses. Think about it. And if you put that flag on your front porch, now you're a target. See how fear tries to come in? But I'm not going to change the message. I stand for Israel. I bless Israel. We'll put a front flag tomorrow, a big old one. Then I'll take one to your house, too. Don't change the message. Mm. Mm. It's okay, brother. If you feel like you're a girl, you're a girl. Watch it now. I'm just saying. You know, you know, don't change the message. Church, just because the times are changing, we don't change the message. I had Jesus say this to me in the midst of all this, Pastor Gordon. I mean, you know, I, I, you know, I'm there resting and, you know, being renewed from Rally, California. The world breaks loose in war, but the, but it's already been in war, you know. I enjoy sports. I have to be honest, in the last couple of years, I'm not really enjoying sports as much as I used to enjoy them. I mean, they're having these, these, these gay nights now, LGBTQ nights. They're having uh, um, um, trans night, but the other one, uh, the guys, drag queen nights. I'm just, you know, I'm not as moved by that now. But, but wait a minute, but my message stays the same. My message stays the same. This is what I want to get to tonight. Listen. I said, Lord, what is the good news then? I had to re-ask the Lord. You know, Lord, what is the good news then? What is the message? And here it is. You ready? He said, Rick, the good news is whatever someone needs at that moment is the good news. He goes, are you ready to respond to whomever you come in contact with, with the good news? Let me read that again. He says, the good news is whatever someone needs at that moment is the good news. For instance, if you, if you, if you see someone that is non-saved, introduce them to Jesus. And if you meet someone that, that, that's sick, lay hands on them and get them healed. And if you meet someone that's, 
that's being uh, uh, disturbed by the enemy in their finances or their soul, their mind, their will, their emotion. Restore them. Then I have the Lord say this to me. I need you to hear me on this. Just, just hear me. Try to hear me the best you can. Listen. <clears throat> Jesus said, he spoke this to me and he said, regardless of what the world looks like, man is still man. If they don't know, know me, they're lost, regardless. It doesn't matter where they live, if they live in a palace or the, or the alley, man is still man. Listen. Okay. Somebody asked, somebody asked, a reporter asked a ex-military Navy SEAL uh, on the news the other night. This is what he asked, Pastor Gordon. He said, how is it can these Hamas soldiers do such a criminal act? He, the, the news anchor wanted to ask this Navy SEAL because this Navy SEAL, I mean, they do some, you know, some, some things that are almost not human. And the Navy SEAL responded like this. They all take a certain drug, and I forgot the name. They said the name. They all take this certain drug that turns them into almost a, hu a superhuman, or they no longer feel pain, think pain. They no longer, when they cut a baby's head off, they no longer feel the emotions, and they actually showed the drug. It's coming in from Iran. They create it in Iran, and they ship it to all these, uh, these nations for their soldiers, and they, they get these young kids and these soldiers all drugged up in this stuff, then they send them out. And this is how they're, they're, they're doing these criminal acts. This news anchor was asking this Navy SEAL, you know, what is it? How can a human being go so far? They're lost. They need to get saved. People need to become born again. Hermas, listen, the people in Gaza and the people of Israel, if they don't know Jesus, they're both lost. Listen, just because you're Israel and a Jew, it doesn't mean you're going to heaven. God loves you. God's married to you. God will fight your battle, but you still need to get born again. Regardless. That's why we need to preach the good news like never before. We're not looking for a new message. We're not looking for a new gospel. We need to stick with the original gospel. Right. Do you, you hear what I'm saying? I, 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 I know I'm... Oh, it's not very difficult what I'm trying to say, but Jesus said, Rick, just stick with the gospel. You don't get so hyped up like you need to impress somebody because... The world has changed. Just every man still needs to hear the good news. Every man that is lost needs to know that they can become born again. Every sick person needs to know they can become healed. And every poor person needs to know that God can bless them. They're still human beings in the midst. And, and I'm, just, I'm, I'm just kind of, you know, every, everyone that's a soldier in war, everyone that's confused, everyone that's on drugs, everyone that is, you know, part of the LGBTQ, you know, party, you know, 
on the left, on the right. It doesn't matter. Their t- people's titles don't mean nothing. It's just a cover-up. It's confusion. People are j- people's titles are just, they're confused. They're still human beings, and they still need to hear the good news. I'm telling you, every pastor, every TV show, every movie, every book needs to be about the gospel. The good news. That's the only thing that's going to get man saved. So what am I saying? What I'm saying is my future, I know my future. I know my news. I know my song. I know my 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 my, my sound of my horn. I know what I'm going to be preaching for the rest of this year and next year until Jesus comes. The good news. I know every book I'm going to write, it's going to be about the good news. Every movie I'm going to make is about the good news. Next year we have six Rally California plans. It's all about the good news. I'm telling you, it's about the good news. Let me let me finish. Let me finish this. I said, Lord, what is the good news? He said, well, the good news is what someone needs to hear at the moment. No, the good news is, the, he said, whatever someone needs at the moment is the good news. For a dying man, Jesus can heal you is good news. For a prisoner in a prison locked up facing life, the good news is Jesus can save you and give you life even though you're in prison. Freedom. Freedom. I was talking to a woman earlier and she, she, um, <clears throat> she said that she has a daughter that loves Jesus, but she's a lesbian. And she tells her daughter, you're going to have an experience with Jesus soon. She's going to have, I mean, she's going to have this, this, this moment where the good news comes, comes on and says, wait a minute. I need to make Jesus the Lord of my life. You can love him all you want, but until you make him Lord. So the gospel needs to be preached so people can get saved. And I want you to listen to this scripture. Well, let me say this thought. It's God's will for all men to be saved. Isn't that the reason why God sent Jesus? Think, I mean, I mean, I want to go back to the original message, to the original plan. For God so loved the world, John 3, 16. For God so loved the world. Think about the world. Every sinner. Every neighbor. How many know right now there's some bad people? There's some bad going on right now. The people from Compton, they're tough. I'm just saying, think, think about it for a second. Let me, let me ask you guys a question. Let me just, you know, You go to a restaurant today, let's say there's 50 people in the restaurant, and you just pan the room, you look around, and you ask yourself a question. How many people in here are born again? I mean, you got some over here drinking. You have some over here having an affair. There's a woman and a man. They're having an affair. Nobody knows, but they're having an affair. You got some politicians over here covering up some stuff. I mean, you got this guy over here. Who's talking to another man? I mean, you got this whole room of people. 
There's so much trouble. Man is so lost today. I want to paint this picture. I'm telling you, I've never seen it. I believe Jesus, I thought I was a soul winner. I thought, you know, I really thought I was an evangelist, like this preacher, and I'm winning. Here I am, just at Rally, California, and God's like saying, you're really not all that in a bag of chips, Rick. You, you know, preach what I'm telling you to preach. Go get people saved. I thought that God was going to give me like a new message or something, you know, and paint my hair blonde and do something new. No, no, no. He said, just preach what I preached. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. The word perish there means to be separated from God. You know, when you pull a banana or an apple off a tree, the minute you pluck the apple, it begins to perish, begins to die. When somebody is separated from God, they're starting to perish. The apple goes bad. And that's what's happening to mankind today. They're perishing. This is the message that the church needs to preach. Right now, let me tell you. Oh, my Lord. Now, I'm not, I want to be balanced here. I'm not saying to abandon what we're doing in the church, you know, new lights, new paint, new carpet. All that's important. Everything we're doing in the church you know, redoing the parking lot. You know, everything's important. Say amen. amen. But what's being preached from that pulpit is more important. I'm telling you, I see the window closing. I, I'm not saying Jesus is coming back tonight, but he could come tomorrow. I'm just saying, man, today, just ask God to open up your eyes on what I'm talking about. I'm seeing the condition of man like I've never seen it before. And I'm feeling compelled like never before to preach the simplicity of the gospel. I'll close with this. The newsman was interviewing a rabbi from, from Beverly Hills, a rabbi from Beverly Hills, Bel Air. And they asked the rabbi, uh, so what, what's next on your agenda? He goes, well, I'm taking a group to Israel. And the, and the news anchor said, why? What makes you think you can help the Israelis? He says, just us going there is enough. Just mean you showing up to a sinner's door is enough. Just us sharing the gospel is enough. I was with Pastor Juan the other day at a Starbucks, and um, there was this young girl. She came in. I think she drove a bus, a city bus. And I just felt compelled, Pastor Gordon. I just, I turned around. I said, uh, uh, I opened up with a joke. I said, see this man right here? He's going to buy whatever you want. <laughs> I told her that, and she laughed. And I said, uh, I said, you live here? We were, what city were we in? From Long Beach, I said, do you live in the city? She goes, yes, I work here. I drive a bus. I said, uh, you go to church? And she said, I haven't gone to church since I was a little girl. Man, my heart went out. 
And the only thing I wanted to share with her right there was the gospel. She didn't need to know about the Ten Commandments. She didn't need to know about all the, all the you know, every scripture. She needed to know the good news, that Jesus loves you. And I, and I, and I shared with her, and then Pastor Juan shared with her, and we invited him to his church. Listen, she needed to hear that Jesus loved her. And going to church, you can learn more about it. She hasn't been since she was a little girl. She's probably like 30. Let me give you this scripture here. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 4. Listen to this. God, who will have all man to be saved. Who will have? God's desire is for all man to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. This is the word of the Lord. It is God's will that every single man gets saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. The truth of what? That Jesus died for them. That Jesus loves them. This needs to be the aim like never before. And can I say something? I just heard the Holy Spirit say this. You're going to start hearing others, preachers, preach what I'm telling you tonight like never before. You're going to hear it. There, there's people, I'm not the first, people are already preaching it. But you're going to start hearing this from the pulpit like never before. We need to preach the good news. You know what? Uh, uh, the time of, of acrobat and, 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 you know, wanting them to see us. And my wife said something so strong yesterday. She said, the time has passed. It's over now of us trying to get followers on Instagram. That, I think that time's over now. Selfies and, and, and followers and, and buying subscribers. How many know all that? I think that's over now. Selfies, self. I really believe the time is upon the church. And I'm telling you, you're going to hear this. And, and just mark my words. The arrow's pointing now. God's pointing the church. Look, get busy. Like, like the Lord told me, put your face down. What did he tell me? What did the Lord tell me, Pastor Owen? He said, uh, put your head down, stay focused, and preach the good news. Right now, man is so lost. The only thing that can save him is the good news. I like what uh, 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 um, Kershiger, help me. Kershaw. What's his last name? Clayton Kershaw, the pitchers of the Dodgers. When, when they announced we're going to have a... Uh, um, that night, I said it earlier. No, no. The pride night. He said, okay then, I want a Christian night then. He got his way. I'm telling you, we need to get our way. We need to get our way. Instead of compromising, we need, we need to, the gospel like never before needs to be preached. Listen, I just want to give you the scripture one more time. Um, 1 Timothy 2.4. I want to give it to you out of the Good News Bible. It says, God who wants everyone to be saved and come to know the truth. God's will is for everyone to get saved and come to the truth. 
The only thing that can make that happen is preaching the good news. In the midst of all these wars, I mean, it seems like we need to, the church needs to come up with something new to catch up, to, to compete with the world. God's saying, no, let's just preach the original message. Now, on Rally TV, starting tomorrow, and when I go to Alabama, I have a whole bunch of scriptures I'm going to share about this, but I just want to open it up with this. It is God's will that every man gets saved. And the only thing that's going to lead him to salvation is the good news. The gospel. Say amen. amen. I believe this with all my heart. In the midst, it seemed like the churches, maybe the church of Jesus Christ, were behind a few steps, like uh, we're out of shape, we're out of step, or, or we got behind, no. Let's just preach the good news. That's, I'm telling you, uh, what needs to be done in Israel right now is preach the good news. What needs to be done in Gaza right now is preach the good news. All the leaders of Hamas and all the leaders of all these terrorist group, terrorist group women, let you know what they need is the good news. They need to repent and come to Jesus. Then shoot them. No, just kidding, just kidding. They need to get saved. Amen. At least they go to heaven. Amen. I know we have a soldier over here, and I don't know. Uh, Tyler, I'm not sure what you're thinking. You're probably like, man, let me get a hold of him. You'll thank God for one of our soldiers, amen. But, I, but I'm just saying, though, and li, li, because if I go shoot them, they go to hell. That's not the good news. Even I mean, I'll just be honest with you. That's what I feel like doing when I watch the news. Just bomb them. Just bomb them. Bomb them all. But you know what? They're all going to hell then. Let me tell you why? The lack of the good news being preached in their nations. Let me tell you why people go to hell. There's two reasons. Number one, they rejected the Son of God. Okay. If you reject him, I can't help you. But number two, really, is a lot of people haven't been convinced. Jesus said, go compel them to come in. Compel them. Come on, Pastor Juan, you can do it, man. This, you want to buy that motorcycle? Let's do it. You know, I'll help you. I'll, I'll chip in. I'm compelling. I'm, I'm motivating him. Yeah. You, know, you know, you can do it. You can do it. You, you know, uh, not allowing him to, to settle with no. You, that's not the, how the way the devil play, you know. You're gay. You're gay. Not you, but you, you're gay. You're gay. He plays with them. He plays with them. He plays with them. The devil just manipulates people over and over and over to the point they believe it. That's the way we need to be about the good news. We need to be like that with the good news. We need to preach the good news like we never preached it before. Say amen. Because it's God's will that every man be saved and come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, I'm praying right now, Lord, that you would just speak to every one of us, that you would stir us up about this, Lord, that you would reveal to each one of us like never before. You are commissioning us to preach the good news. We don't need a new song, a new tune. We don't need a new, a new step in our walk. We need to stick with the original message. And that's the good news. 
Lord, I'm, I'm praying right now, Lord, that you would stir us all up concerning this. Help us to see this like never before. In the name of Jesus. Hmm. You know, let me, let me just read something to you, and I'm going to say something to you. And I've read these scriptures a million times, but they're speaking to me in a new, in a new sound, new volume that I'm hearing. Let me read this very familiar scripture to you, but tell me how it sounds to you tonight. Say amen if you can hear me. Amen. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18. And Jesus came and spoke unto them, his disciples, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Go you therefore and teach all nations... Preach the good news to all nations. This is Jesus speaking to us. This is what I want you to do. Just preach the good news. This is the job of the church. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the ends of the world. Jesus said it to his disciples over 2,000 years ago. Listen, get up and go to every nation and preach the gospel, the good news. We just, we just signed a new contract with Rally TV. Starting November 2nd, Rally TV will now be airing on Faith TV and the UK, all of Africa, and more stations here in the United States. More nations. More nations. More opportunities. And, and like I said it earlier, we are planning six Rally Californias next year. What am I saying? I want to preach the good news. I want to get the gospel out like never before. This has been our scripture since the beginning of our ministry, Matthew chapter 28. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, or, or bring the good news to all nations. Man, I'm, you're gonna, I'm telling you, it's, you're going to hear this more and more. You're going to hear the commander of chief over, over a loud horn over the whole body of Christ. And I believe the body of Christ is going to go, Shoo. we're going to get this. We're going to preach the gospel. We're going to stop preaching politics. We're going to stop preaching, uh, I want it my way. No, you're going to have it your way. I'm a Catholic. Uh, I, I, I'm a Protestant. I'm a Baptist. That's not going to save nobody. Only the good news. Can I hear an amen? amen. Well, give God some praise tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. Come on, my love. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Mm. What do you say after hearing that? <laughs> right now, everybody's thinking right now. And, what, you know, just there's so much. But I know, I know I could just sense the weight. I mean, I believe all of us, too. We see what's going on, but preach the good news. The good news. Amen. That was great. That was great. There's so much for us to do, right? Jesus is coming soon. I believe the churches are going to get 
that church house are going to get filled because people they need they they're they're looking they they're looking for hope they're looking for answers they need answers so the rabbi I was talking about the news anchor said well how's your congregation he goes we were looking for chairs we didn't have wow. enough chairs in our synagogue that's right he said the Jewish people are running in Oh, I'm telling you, yes. look for more chairs. Yes. 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 Jesus is coming. Amen. And but we, we have just, just this little window, this little window. And I, like Rick said, I think of people. People need Jesus. And I tell that to my granddaughter. You know, I tell her all the time. I go, you know, because we're eternal. We're either going to spend eternity in heaven or hell. And you think of your friends, I tell her. You think of, you know, tell them, do they go to church? Because we don't want no one. We don't want no one to go to hell, right? We want to go, want to, go to heaven. <clears throat> so we have a job to do. All of us have a job to do. And in our workplaces, wherever we're at, and tell people, do you go to church? That's a, that's a good door opener. Do you go to church? Do you go to church anywhere? And then you can start from there. And like you said, that person said, I haven't been in church in a long time. Because a lot of people used to be in church, and they're not in church no more. But now it's time to get them back into church. Amen. <clears throat> well, this is the time of the service, of the meeting, where we have an opportunity to sow, to sow into the kingdom of God. And we have our cards in, in the back where you can, it's a QR code, you could just give online. Or if you want to give tonight, you can give cash Write your name and your address and your information so we can send you uh, the contribution at the end of the year. Or if you're writing a check, you can write to Rally Ministry. Whichever way you want to give, that's up to you. It's your seed sown into the kingdom of God. And every seed sown is actually you're sowing it into your own future and into your own life. So we want to give that an opportunity to you right now. It's a great opportunity. Every time Rick and I have an opportunity we sow a seed because that's how you're, that's how you're, you have to sow in order to receive a harvest. But you're not only, as you sow finances, you know, you're sowing a seed, you're going to reap a harvest because that's the law of seed time and harvest. But like my dad always says, when you, when you sow a seed, it might be leaving your hands, but it's not leaving your life because there's a harvest in there. <laughs> Amen. So I'm going to pray for your seed sown. Father, we thank you for bringing us here tonight. And we thank you for this opportunity for us to sow into your kingdom. We thank you, Father, for the law of seed time and harvest. We thank you for the harvest in advance. And we worship you with our seed. We thank you, Father. You are a God that looks after your word to perform it. So we thank you, Lord, in advance for the harvest. We worship you. We praise you for the work that you are doing in our lives. Thank you for the opportunity for us to share you, Jesus, everywhere we go. We thank you for that, Lord. And I thank you for being with all of us as we travel home. The blood of Jesus covers us all. Thank you for divine protection upon all of us. And I declare a great week for all of us. Thank you, Father. We get to see the hand of God in our week this week in a special way. Reveal to us your plan that you have for us and for those around us. And we bind every work of the enemy. 
No, the blood of Jesus covers us. No harm shall come near us. We thank you for Psalms 91 is working in every one of our lives. We give you glory and honor, and we thank you for bringing us here all tonight. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Um, if you have an offering, you can put it in. Um, there's a bucket going around. Uh, we want to thank you for coming, and also we encourage you to watch Rally TV. You can watch it on our website, rallymen.org, or YouTube, Rally Ministry, or on the Victory Channel. And then you'll also find out about this new way, uh, this new network it's going to be on. But you can find everything. We go into our website with this QR code. Watch it every Sunday night um, on Victory Channel for sure. A new episode comes out every Sunday, and I watched it today. Uh, you'll hear a word, a fresh word every week. So we want to encourage you to do that. And then also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, all the, the social media platform so you'll know where we're at and what we're doing in our next meeting date. Uh, we'll be meeting here again uh, next month in November, so keep an eye on Instagram and Facebook so you can know the date and time. Well, time's 5 p.m., but the date. Uh, stay connected with us. Pray for us. We're praying for you, and we believe the plan of God and the will of God be done in every one of your lives, and just stay connected with us. And um, again, Rally LA is a place where dreamers gather. Rick and I are here to, there's three things the Lord has really, I see the hand of God in these three areas. Number one, if you don't know Jesus, we'll lead you to Jesus. Number two, we're here to help build your faith. And number three, which is where I believe Rally LA comes a big part of that, we're here also to help you with your assignment. Every one of you is on assignment, and we're here to help and assist in any way we can.